0: book three chapter five of the clansman an historical romance of the ku klux klan by thomas Dixon jr this librivox recording is in the public domain recorded by michelle fry chapter five forty acres and a mule when phil returned with margaret He drove at Mrs. Cameron's request to find Ben, brought him with all speed to the hotel, took him to his room, and locked the door before he told him the news. After an hour's blind rage, he agreed to obey his father's positive orders to keep away from the captain until his return and to attempt no violence against the authorities. Phil undertook to manage the case in Columbia and spent three days collecting his evidence before leaving swifter feet had anticipated him two days after the arrival of dr cameron at the fort in columbia a dust-stained tired negro was ushered into the presence of general howell he looked about timidly and laughed loudly well my man what's the trouble you seem to have walked all the way and laugh as if you were glad of it i spec i is suh said jake settling up confidentially well said howard good humoredly Jake's voice dropped to a whisper. I hears you got my old master, Doctor Cameron, in dis place. Yes. What do you know against him? Nothing, sir. I just hurry long down here to take his place, so's you can send him back home. He's obliged to go. Days a powerful lot of sick folks up there in the country can't get along without him, and a powerful lot of well ones goin' to be raisin' the devil about this. You could hold me, sir just tell my old master when to be here and he shall come jake paused and bowed low yes sir it's dis like i tell you furthermore i specs i sees de man what done de damages i speck i bust cap'n's nose so tain't gwine to be no more good to him hal questioned jake as to the whole affair asked him a hundred questions about the condition of the county the position of dr cameron and the possible effect of this event on the temper of the people the affair had already given him a bad hour the news of this shackling of one of the most prominent men in the state had spread like wildfire and had caused the first deep growl of anger from the people he saw that it was a senseless piece of stupidity the election was rapidly approaching he was master of the state and the less friction the better his mind was made up instantly he released dr cameron with an apology and returned with him and jake for a personal inspection of the affairs of ulster county in a thirty minutes interview with captain gilbert howe gave him more pain than his broken nose and why did you nail up the doors of the presbyterian church he asked suavely because McAlpin, the young cub who preaches there, dared come to this camp and insult me about the arrest of old Cameron. I suppose you issued an order silencing him from the ministry? I did, and told him I'd shackle him if he opened his mouth again. Good. The throne of Russia needn't worry about a worthy successor. Any further ecclesiastical orders? None, except the oaths I've prescribed for them before they shall preach again fine these scotch covenanters will feel at home with you well i've made them bite the dust and they know who's running this town and don't you forget it no doubt yet we may have too much of even a good thing the league is here to run this country the business of the military is to keep still and back them when they need it we've the strongest council here to be found in any county of this section said gilbert with pride just so the league meets once a week We have promised them the land of their masters and equal social and political rights. Their members go armed to these meetings and drill on Saturdays in the public square. The white man is afraid to interfere lest his house or barn take fire. A Negro prisoner in the dock needs only to make the sign to be acquitted. Not a Negro will dare to vote against us. Their women are formed into societies, sworn to leave their husbands and refuse to marry any man who dares our anger. The negro churches have pledged themselves to expel him from their membership what more do you want there's another side to it protested the captain since the league has taken in the negroes every union white man has dropped it like a hot iron except the lone scallywag or carpetbagger who expects an office in the church the social circle in business or pleasure these men are lepers how can a human being stand it i've tried to grind this hellish spirit in the dirt under my heel and unless you can do it they'll beat you in the long run you've got to have some southern white men or you're lost i'll risk it with a hundred thousand negro majority said howell with a sneer the fun will just begin then in the meantime i'll have you ease up on this county's government i've brought that man back who knocked you down let him alone i've pardoned him the less said about this affair the better As the day of the election under the new regime of reconstruction drew near the Negroes were excited by rumors of the coming great events every man was to receive 40 acres of land for his vote and the enthusiastic speakers and teachers had made the dream a resistless one by declaring that the government would throw in a mule with the 40 acres some who had hesitated about the 40 acres of land remembering that it must be worked couldn't resist the idea of owning a mule The Freedmen's Bureau reaped a harvest in two-dollar marriage fees from Negroes who were urged thus to make their children heirs of their landed estates stocked with mules. Every stranger who appeared in the village was regarded with awe as a possible surveyor sent from Washington to run the lines of these 40-acre plots. And in due time the surveyors appeared uncle alec who now devoted his entire time to organizing the league and drinking whiskey which the dues he collected made easy was walking back to piedmont from a league meeting in the country dreaming of this promised land he lifted his eyes from the dusty way and saw before him two surveyors with their arms full of line stakes painted red white and blue they were well-dressed yankees he could not be mistaken not a doubt disturbed his mind the kingdom of heaven was at hand he bowed low and cried praise aloud, de, de messengers is come I's waited long but i sees em now with my own eyes you can bet your life on that old pard said the spokesman of the pair we go two and two just as the apostles did in the olden times we have only a few left the boys are hurrying to get their homes all you've got to do is to drive one of these red white and blue stakes down at each corner of the forty acres of land you want and every rebel in the infernal regions can't pull it up hear dat now just like i tell you when this stake goes into the ground it's like planting a thousand cannon at each corner and will the lord's messengers come with me right now to the bend of creek where i done pick out my forty acres we will if you have the needful for the ceremony the fee for the surveyor is small only two dollars for each stake. we have no time to linger with foolish virgins who have no oil in their lamps the bridegroom has come they who have no oil must remain in outer darkness the speaker had evidently been a preacher in the north and his sacred accents sealed his authority with the old negro who had been an exhorter himself alec felt in his pocket the jingle of twenty gold dollars the initiation fees of the week's harvest of the league he drew them counted out eight and took his four stakes the surveyors kindly showed him how to drive them down firmly to the first stripe of blue when they had stepped off a square of about forty acres of the lenoir farm including the richest piece of bottom land on the creek which alex's children under his wife's direction were working for mrs lenoir and the four stakes were planted old alex shouted glory to god now said the foremost surveyor you want a deed a deed in fee simple with the big seal of the government on it and you're fixed for life the deed you can take to the courthouse and make the clerk record it the man drew from his pocket an official-looking paper with a red circular seal pasted on its face. Uncle Alec's eyes danced. Is dat de deed? It will be if I write your name on it and describe the land. And what's de fee for dat? Only $12. You can take it now or wait until we come again. There's no particular hurry about this. The wise man, though, leaves nothing for tomorrow that he can carry with him today. I takes the de deed right now, Jimmin, said Alec eagerly counting out the remaining twelve dollars fix em up for me the surveyor squatted in the field and carefully wrote the document they went on their way rejoicing and old alec hurried into piedmont with the consciousness of lordship of the soil he held himself so proudly that it seemed to straighten some of the crook out of his bow legs he marched up to the hotel where margaret sat reading and marion was on the steps playing with a setter why uncle alec marion exclaimed i haven't seen you in a long time Alec drew himself to his full height, at least as full as his bow legs would permit, and said gruffly, Miss Marion, I asked you to stop calling me uncle. My name is Mr. Alexander Lenoir. Until Aunt Cindy gets after you, laughed the girl. Then it's much shorter than that, Uncle Alec. He shuffled his feet and looked out at the square unconcernedly. Yes, am that's what fetch me here now. I comes to tell your ma to tell that woman Cindy to take her chillin off my farm i gwine allow no more rent payin to nobody off of my land your land uncle Alec. when did you get it asked marion placing her cheek against the setter De government give it to me to-day he replied fumbling in his pocket and pulled out the document you can read it all there yourself he handed marion the paper and margaret hurried down and read it over her shoulder both girls broke into screams of laughter Alec looked up sharply do you know what's written on this paper uncle Alec? margaret asked course i do guess the deed to my farm of forty acres in the bend of the creek what i done struck off with de red white and blue sticks the government give me i'll read it to you said margaret wait a minute interrupted marion i want aunt cindy to hear it she's here to see Mamma in the kitchen now she ran up for alex's spouse aunt cindy walked around the house and stood by the steps eyeing her erstwhile lord with contempt got your deed is yer to stop me payin my missy her rent from the land my chillin works you's a smart boy you is let's hear the deed aleck edged away a little and said with a bow "Dars the paper with de big mark of government aunt cindy sniffed the air contemptuously what is it she asked of margaret margaret read in mock solemnity the mystic writing on the deed to whom it may concern as Moses lifted up the brazen serpent in the wilderness for the enlightenment of the people, even so have I lifted twenty shining plunks out of this benighted nigger. la! As Uncle Alec walked away with Aunt Cindy shouting in derision Dar now, dar now the bow in his legs seemed to have sprung a sharper curve. End of book three chapter five